0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Playoffs in the air. Welcome in the Philadelphia Eagles ride one out. It was a crazy afternoon. Right down to how things ended post-game. We have a lot of things to talk about. Jalen Hurts doing some amazing things on the field and even after the game with fans. What a crazy afternoon. But now at 9-7, and Philadelphia Eagles have done something here. From where we began to where they are right now with the playoffs in their future and so much to look at from just Washington, this victory, as well as the bigger picture. It's been a long journey, and I think it's definitely tested our patience. In some cases, maybe a little premature. In other cases, we were like visionaries, the collective fan base yelling and screaming to run the football. A lot of ups and downs. They definitely got by without being decimated by COVID. And still one more game to go in this season here, but... They get away with a victory in division. There's going to be some things where maybe people wanted to see a bigger margin of victory, wanted to see a more crisp first half. Absolutely. We have a lot of things to poke at, I think, in this game specifically. But the bigger picture is that this Eagles offense and defense collectively as a team has arrived as we hit the end of the season. Jess is in the house, and let's just get right to this. Rachelle is here producing as well. She's going to pop on, and we'll have a lot, I'm sure. From Twitter, and I'm laughing because right before we came on here, you just referenced this story about the railing. And, and here's Jalen Hurts saving the day, it doesn't matter if he's on the field or if it's after with fans on the field after a railing collapse, Hurts is in the middle of it.
2: First of all, I mean, they need to condemn that stadium. That stadium is such a shithole, it's unbelievable. That's just one, <laughs> yes. two. I don't know if anybody. So it, what we're talking about is basically as the Eagles were walking off the field, a bunch of Eagles fans, because the only fans that were there today were Eagles fans, and there was one guy Absolutely. in New jersey that was weird. But they're they're you know as they do all kind of crowded around the tunnel when the, when the team runs off the field, cheering, getting excited, what have you. And as Jalen Hurts is walking off the field, all these these fans are leaning over this railing for a high five doing the whole thing and the railing collapses and they tumble into the tunnel and you know Jalen stays helps everybody up posing for pictures giving hugs you know being being Mm -hmm. awesome but like this railing and all of these large men could were this far away from falling on top of Jalen Hurts and had they landed on like the, thank God he's athletic as athletic as he is because the way he jumped out of the <laughs> way, like that could have really, can you imagine if that was sort of how the Eagles fell apart? Is that the shithole of a Washington football team stadium falls apart and hurts our starting quarterback?
1: Yep. The I, conspiracies would be vast across the board. People would be calling for internal investigations of the internal investigations, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and you're right. As far as condemnation of that stadium, it's beyond. But I, you're it, the narrow margin of escape. We right. saw that today, as far as evading a sack. It's almost like he was preparing for that off the yeah. field in real life.
2: It, dead on. I, I mean, th- this video is just one of the most insane things I've ever seen. It's more insane than the sewer pipe bursting at the end of last season in that stadium. This yeah. is actually wild. <laughs>
1: I know YouTube is all tricky and stuff, so I, I don't want to get us in trouble or anything. I don't know if we're even able to, to share that. But yeah, I mean, it's insane right here. So it's all over social if you haven't seen it. And the beauty of it for us is that not only, as Jess mentions does Jalen Hurts escape, but then he's just hanging. He's hanging yeah. with the fans that are down there. Just like, yeah, got the win. Heart attack victory, as I see there. Chris Carbaugh on the chat right away. And yeah, absolutely. It came down to the wire This divisional opponent, they're not Giants bad. They were still in the mix here for something at least. And after all of that, yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine the opposite. I'm glad that at least some fans survived that thing and got to hang with them.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, he's funny, and it's funny because security is like losing losing all of their marbles trying to get him out of there and and trying to get these people away from him. But but he's def- like he helps everybody up, is giving hugs to people, like pose for a couple pictures, <laughs> and like he's very clearly also trying to be like, all right, guys, like gotta go. <laughs> but but it's cool that he just he stayed there, made sure everybody got up, everybody was okay. But I mean, I I've never seen anything like this before. It's it's pretty wild. Like the, and he's helping like grown men up off the ground who get up and just like wrap their arms around him in a full barrel. It's it's a good video aside from like the end
1: of like a movie or something, you know, you sit through this long and they get reunited it's just this huge, thanks for pulling me out of that hole, whatever it is. Right. Right.
0: Right. All right.
1: So beyond the post game heroics, we have the game itself to look at. And, you know, again, we see this first half where it just was not what I think we all expected, especially from, Last matchup, not even so much last game, but just last matchup with these two teams down to a third string quarterback. Technically, I think fourth, if you still count Fitzpatrick as the number one guy when he came into this. So we were all, and I think the team as well, right, Jess, we were all kind of expecting a different start because you kind of knew it. It's like you could see that train coming at you 100 yards, 100 miles, I guess, away, whatever, a far a, a distance away, pardon me. You should be able to avoid that, and yet here we go, another slow start.
2: It's it's the same thing that you and I have talked about sort of week in and week out. Y- you know what this uh, the opposing offense is going to give you. You know what – listen, they had a bunch of starters still on the COVID list. Taylor Heineke is a serviceable quarterback, but he is a mid- to low-tier nfl quarterback at best their offensive line is one of the most horrific in the nfl this year and they were down two starters there's absolutely no reason why they should have been moving the ball up and down the field on you at will i really had no complaints with the offense today i thought jalen hurts from start to finish played one of the most complete games he's played this season um And I thought the offense pretty much played well collectively as a whole against a team that you knew was going to come out and give you their best shot after they were embarrassed on national television last week. Embarrassed in many ways, the fight on the sideline, how many points they gave up to the Cowboys. You know, there were so many embarrassing things about that. You knew, especially defensively, you were going to get their best shot because they needed that for their own pride. The offense. I really don't have many complaints with it, it right now. It's it's still the defense, and I realize they only gave up 16 points. But again, it's the same thing that we've been talking about for the last couple weeks. Like even that is too much, and the way that they were sort of able to freely move up and down the field, like Rodney McLeod bailed Jonathan Gannon out of this game. It, Jonathan Gannon should give Rodney McLeod his his weekly check. For, hey, for Jake
1: this. Elliott might deserve a small little sliver of that, hitting that kick just to put him in that position that would have had to score. Because if it were a field goal, they would have already kicked that. Sorry.
2: You're absolutely correct. So, and, and I, just, I just think there are a couple people that really did bail the Eagles out collectively today. And I think Rodney McLeod is absolutely one of those because that defense, I, I mean, everything you need to know about the Eagles defense is you need one stop to win you the game. First down, you bring enormous amounts of pressure, you get a deflection. Second down, bring enormous amounts of pressure, get a deflection. Third down, what do you do? You play soft and execute poorly, and they get a first down and then drive the rest of the way down the field. It's 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 one of the most boneheaded things to watch this man call an NFL defense because it is so poorly done all of the time. All of the time. And it's just so unbelievably frustrating because there are, again, I've I've said it so many times, there are too many players making too much money on this defense, too many veterans that should be playing better that end up bailing the defensive scheme out by just making big plays here and there. But they're also too few and far between.
1: Right. And I, and I think that is the crux of the issue here that we've been talking about really throughout the year is and bailout has been a term that's been used a lot on this show. And I think it, it definitely rightfully so is because it gets lost in there in just this broader criticism of the defense. It's not really that it's, it's not that we're criticizing an entire unit of play. It's not like they gave up 42 points to the jets and we're sitting there scratching our heads. Like how the hell does this happen? Right. It's, Bela. I mean, in order to be bailed out, you have to finish on a good note, right? Otherwise there's no, otherwise stuck in jail. So yeah. there needs to be something here. And, and it's been the players. It's been this wake up call of just penetrating and stopping the run. It's been key turnovers made by that secondary. And you're right. Rodney McLeod came up gigantic. And these things, I think what we've seen again, big picture is that it's good enough to beat probably two thirds of the league. But there's no way in hell, and I see 91, like there's no way in hell it's good enough to beat the playoffs. Right. Now, that's a different story, right, as far as us sure. talking about the playoffs, Jess. But at the same time, you know, how much do you, and I'm, I'm curious from you yourself, how much do you balance? Because I'm not going to ask you to justify, mitigate, or write off anything, you right? Definitely not your frustrations with the defense because I'm with you. But it is a divisional game. It is the second time around. They grinded the hell out of this game out. You like what you saw from the offense standpoint. Is it enough to say that, hey, you wanted more out of this defense, but it's more about the divisional opponent? Or, and look, I'll appeal to what we've been talking about all year, which has been that bailout thing. So I just want to know how much of this you just focus on being the divisional opponent as opposed to it being something that we've just been talking about consistently. Because I think there is somewhat of a subtle difference but let me just end with this. It doesn't mean that if it's one or the other, the other doesn't exist. Sure. That was a lot. Sorry.
2: No. And I, I, I agree with you. I think ultimately it's, it's still frustrating because you brought it up and we've talked about it before, you know, 91 in the comments said the same thing. Like they can get away with that against a Jake from a Taylor Heineke, a Garrett Gilbert, type of player the New York Jets they can get away with those kinds of performances and the slow starts by the defense and then you know the bailouts at the end and you know it coming down to the wire they can get away with those against those types of teams those types of quarterbacks when it comes down to it though you know the Cowboys come to town next week. That's a different situation than a yep. Taylor Heineke, Jake Fromm kind of deal. And it's still, you know, to your point, a divisional game second time around. You know, we'll see. But I think that, yes, of course, they, you know, the the divisional game is is definitely, you know, it, it, it's always a different game. It doesn't really matter, um, you know, how bad or how good a team is. They're usually tough games. Um. However, the second time that Dallas and and Washington played last week, they got obliterated actually. That was the most lopsided game in the NFL this season. So, those are things that, you know, you you expect and you expect the Eagles to see what the Washington Football Team did, you know, a couple weeks ago and build on what they did. Um right. going into this game, I was I Ultimately leaving the game, obviously, I'm satisfied with the win. I'm pleased with what, you know, the fact that I think this was going to be, you know, Sam and I actually talked about this week in our our Babes on Broad episode, that this was going to be a big Jalen Hurts game regardless. Mm. Like, he, you didn't know what you were getting from the running back, so he was going to have to be – the X factor that was going to win you this game. And 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 that's exactly what he did. He did everything he needed to do to be able to win you the game. It just would have been nice for the defense to do just a, just a touch more so it wasn't as close. That's all. Just, yeah. just a little.
1: A little more. I, I will say, though, and, and it felt like both offenses were suffering from this, where if he didn't look at the score, like if I just showed you the game and I was able to just remove – the cry on at the bottom that had the score on it. You probably would have looked at this game like, you know, as far as stats and everything, not watching the game, right. Uh, It probably would turn into something like in the high twenties, maybe low thirties. I think both of these offenses played well. And that's where our frustration is, is like, how does this happen with Heineke? You're down your top two running backs. You can just go down the list. Like, how does this happen? But at the same time, I think for whatever reason, if you want to credit the Washington defense, if you want to say, Hey, you know, maybe there could have been more in the first half of the offense. It felt like both offenses in this game did not live up to what they created between the twenties to when they got to the red zone. And look, the reality is, is that you had a couple of turnovers from the, from Washington, right? Or that, that big one by part of me, uh, McLeod there at the end. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately the Eagles just, got by and that's why it's it's four points it's like they had one one and a half more possessions if you count the turnover as taking away a half right it's like okay they just got by and you know i saw patrick there on the comments and rachel put it up about divisional game tough washington team different than the one a couple of weeks ago right a win is a win absolutely i think the difference is a win is a win and then people may look at it and say yeah but you know are you going to be taking on Patterson and Smallwood in the playoffs or against Dallas? And that's where I think it gets that's, a little bit complicated yeah.
2: that's 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 sort of where looking at it objectively kind of comes into play. you, you Of course, a, a win is a win, especially in the division. You always wanted to be want to beat the divisional opponents. You know, you lost twice to the football team last year. You wanted that that little bit of revenge. you and obviously, you know they need to win this game. To be able to get into the playoffs, they they needed this win today. But you know, ultimately, you're right. You're not going to be facing Wendell Smallwood, Taylor Heineke, and and Patterson in in the playoffs, right? Like those aren't the guys that you're going to be facing. So you you, you can't you know Taylor Heineke completing seventy five percent of his passes. Get, yep. You know, if if you're playing a, a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or a Dak Prescott, that that's not that's not going to do it for you. Like, that's you are so unbelievably screwed if that's what you're going to hang your hat on. You like right. that's 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 not going to get it done. You have to look at that and see how that's going to translate into another game. And I know you, you have to get to the playoffs in order to have this conversation. I get that. But you know anybody that's completely just ignoring those those pieces of what the defense has has done today or you know has done a little bit over the last couple weeks i i fear we're in for a, a little bit of a rude awakening either next week or the week following
1: yeah here's here's why i think the team has improved to the point where that's not hurting them as much and may be able to, like, sneak by a team is we saw it really at the end. Now, granted, this is also balanced with what we talked about with our frustration of how soft things were and how easy it was for Taylor Heineke on that final drive to move down the field. But that drive that put the Eagles up, that final drive that extended it to a must-score touchdown drive for Washington felt like it took a little bit. Like, it felt like similarly to that Herbert drive in which the Chargers were just bleeding out the Eagles. Unfortunately, there was just a little too... I can't believe I'm saying this, but unfortunately, they left too much time on the clock for Taylor Heineke. That was the problem.
2: Right. And do you understand how asinine that sentence sounds? Like yes, how, I make a
1: lot of them, yes.
2: But like, but no, no, not to any fault of you. But right. that's that's where we are. That's that's the that is the ultimate point. So anybody that wants to complain or bitch at us about having issues with the defense, the fact that there was too much time on the clock left for Taylor Heineke. That is the problem. Blanket right there. Nothing else needs to be explained. That tells you everything you need to know about what this defense is and what they have done. I understand that they, I really think that the numbers and the sort of where they're ranked is extremely misleading over the last couple weeks. I understand they've not allowed very many yards, they're not giving up that many points, but. There anybody that's better than any of the garbage quarterbacks that they have think about who they've played the last five weeks, right? They have played Daniel Jones, uh Zach them? Wilson, uh yeah, Daniel Jones who beat them. Zach Wilson, they played Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon, Taylor Heineke and Garrett Gilbert. Those are the six quarterbacks they have played in the last five games. So when you look at, I, and I understand, you know, you can only play who's in front of you. And another thing last week was, oh, let's do it against some better teams. Sure, you can only play right. who's in front of you every week. You can only play who's on your schedule. You can't say, oh, sorry, we want to play a better team than this. Stop. You understand <laughs> that. So you see what they're playing. But also, the fact that we are still uncomfortable with 30 seconds left in the game when the defense is on the field that is a problem against these garbage ass teams
1: yep not going to be a not going to be something that's just going to get easier as the competition gets harder at that position specifically right it's not like oh, man dak pr- no 30 seconds for dak no we're good it's you know Heineke, that that was the problem but now we're right. good with dak it just right. it only gets more difficult uh, mk on the chat said that too about you know, happy with the win, have less com- I'll combine the two. Happy with yeah, the win, has point. less confidence in Gannon than I had going into the game, not giving up yards and points because they were holding on to the ball last four to five weeks. D wasn't on the field. Look, I think what happens is sometimes people look at the, the bigger picture and then they try to reduce it into one thing. The reality is, is that there are two things working together, mm-hmm. which is you can't have the top, the number one league-leading rushing offense Without holding on to the football, without grinding the clock down, just by the nature, even if you're taking chunks out of defenses, right? I mean, it just comes Absolutely. with it, especially if you're up against these poor teams that you referenced there in the second half. It's a little easier to hold a 13, 10, even seven point lead. So that is going to transfer to MK's point, which is again, the bailout is coming from both directions. It's like both parties are throwing Gannon to bailout check right here. It's like, no, 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 go ahead and take it. The offense is going to bail you out as far as keeping the ball on the field. And then your guys are going to go out there making plays based off of just football plays and instinct as opposed to something schematic that you adjusted. And that's where I think the general, fr- not to speak for you, but I think that's where the general frustration has come, I think, throughout the year. And today might have been an opportunity to change that. And we just didn't see it.
2: Right. And there are several instances as well. You know, we talk about if you go back to the Saints game, you know, they were up. The Eagles were up big. The defense went soft and Jalen Hurts had to come in, lead them down the field for a scoring drive to make sure that that didn't, you know, it didn't fall apart at the end. Yes, the defense, you know, played played relatively well against, um, you know, Daniel Jones and and the friggin New York Giants and Jalen Hurts again the offense was almost there and the offense could have saved the day on that one as well unfortunately you know it didn't happen that way but even you know same thing when they were playing the Jets like the Jets got a little too close for comfort the the offense had to come in and and make sure that didn't happen there there that has been a pattern throughout the season even when they have been, you know, even when they have been winning there have been times when the offense has still had to come in and make a sort of game-saving drive to put more points on the board so they could make sure that the defense didn't let it get all the way out of hand. So again, bailing out the defense in, in a couple different instances as well. So it's, it's just those little things, and I, I, I think that it's you know going against better teams – it's Those are the ones that are going to edge you out, right? So when they played the Chargers, when the Chargers were red hot earlier in the year, the offense was starting to click, and Jalen Hurts led you right down the field to be able to score and, and you know, go up towards the end of that game, but the defense wasn't able to hold the Chargers to, to not score, right? So,
1: and they couldn't get the ball back.
2: Right, couldn't get the ball back, and, you know, yeah. same thing with the Bucks. It, it was, you know, obviously that's Tom Brady. It's a different situation, but, you know. It's all its all relative, and there have been the same unfortunate themes throughout the year. It just so happens that towards the end of the year, they've played worse teams, so it mattered less.
0: <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: I I don't know how we can seamlessly float through 20 minutes and just continue to explore new ways and avenues in which Gannon himself is frustrating us. But it's amazing because he keeps giving us ammunition each and every week. I I do want to touch on the offense if we can here for a little bit. I know Rachel has been monitoring Twitter as well. We have a bunch of uh, questions and and part of me as well as comments here on the chat. I saw David uh, Eagles clinching a playoff spot today. Will they rest their starters versus Dallas? Absolutely no. can't afford to rest anybody Absolutely at this not. point. But you know the, the thing with the offense that makes me the happiest slash most confident, it's almost like the anti of what we just talked about where there's this big crack in this dam that nobody's addressed and we know we can see water coming out and nobody wants to address it. I think on the opposite element of it, the fact that the offense continues to stay true which is difficult, right? I mean, how hard we've seen this where coaches get ahead of themselves and they start to outthink themselves and they revert back 20 again, Miles Sanders, even Jordan Howard to a limited extent, you know, today I know he got the 11 carries and all, but it's, it's stayed to the offense. It's identity, right? 26 throws. I think is pretty much on, on the high side is what we expect from Hertz. That's fine though. You have to move the ball at some point, right? And if the defense is going to put you in that spot, that's fine. But Same scenario that we see with the running backs doesn't matter if it's Boston Scott. And then if you look at how the targets go out, this is what I think both of us and a lot of people have been asking for is at the end of the game, we should always see Smith, Goddard, Goddard Smith like that. We should always see those two guys at the top and look, Boston Scott. They didn't move away from throwing to the back as well as we all know about Scott, but I'm saying the offense doesn't change. And I think as much as we are frustrated with Gannon and looking at how the defensive coordinator gets bailed out and how there are issues clearly moving forward, this might be a saving grace with COVID, with injury, with who the hell knows what's going on in the next two, three weeks with the Eagles, assuming into the postseason as well. This might be the saving grace that so long as Hurts is out there, everybody else around him should say the same.
2: Yes, I completely agree. I I really do think from start to finish, I think – collectively, this was probably Jalen Hurts's best complete game. Um, I think there were other games where he had halves or three quarters that were, you know, better collectively. But I think start to finish like zero to zero, this was his best complete game across the board. He looked sharp early. I know he obviously missed the missed Devante Smith at the back of the end zone, which everyone was completely silent on hmm. everywhere as he was seven for seven and then makes one bad throw and everyone wants to, you know, freak out as they <laughs> tend to do. But I thought he played really well today. I think he looked healthy today. Um, which, you know, is, is such an advantage for them in, in their offensive game plan. um, and, you know, the offensive line played well today as they do. And I just – I I totally agree with you. I think that, you know, you stick with your guys. You stick with your game plan. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't get ahead of yourself. And that's something that um, I really ap- have appreciated from Nick Sirianni and I think is really impressive from Nick Sirianni that he has not gotten ahead of himself. He's gotten ahead of himself a little bit within, yep. like, the first 15 scripted plays kind of thing, just trying to see what would right. work. But ultimately, as it comes to game plan as a whole, since they have made the collective decision of their identity to sort of be this, this dominant running team, they have not wavered on that no matter what has happened. And they have really stuck with that. And I think that's extremely impressive for a, a young head coach that's probably wants to showcase more creativity showcase more, you know, interesting, different, new, innovative things in his offense to kind of stick to what they've done and just really, you know, pound that hole.
1: You know, it's interesting. The now the direction that this team may have to take, especially uh, starting with Dallas and then possibly right was into the postseason, but you referenced something on the offense too, about Sirianni. And, it it is amazing, right, that usually it's the opposite. Usually you come in with a game plan, you have six, maybe seven days, maybe four days, depending on what, to come in with a game plan, and you get the most out of your preparation there. But you're right, it's almost like he's using those 15 to kind of just test some random shit out, and then it's like, wait a it's not working, let's go back to what we know, which isn't a terrible thing. If you could find a way to control that, it's right. really not a terrible thing because you may, get, you may catch a team sleeping. Uh, all you need is one of those 15 yeah. plays. All you need is get one guy behind the defense, get, break open one big run, one misdirection, one counter, whatever it may be. So, yeah, I mean, I don't hate it by any means. It's definitely working, but it does, it does I have to admit, seem a little counter where it's like, oh, okay, we're going to start out taking these risks.
2: Yeah, and, and you saw, I think last week was a perfect example. The first 15 against the Giants were horrific. They were <laughs> disgusting play yes. calls. Start out with three straight plays. The, the Giants don't have a bad secondary. Their defensive backfield is much better than the front half or their offense. So that's where their strength is. Why would you start there knowing what your strength is? Those are the things that, you know, their, their logic, they don't make sense. But if you're going to do it, I if you're going to – go for, you know, three straight pass plays. I'd rather you do it on the three first plays of the game, as opposed to the three last plays of the game yeah. when you're trying to finish it, finish out with a win. Um, and, and, but again, it, it's, it's one of those things where I, you know, if you're going to try something different, I wish there was a little bit more creativity involved in in the something different. If that's when they're just going to go for it and say, you know, F it, let's just see what happens with these. And if any of them work fine, whatever, no problem. Yeah. But I I do really appreciate. Yeah, sorry. Um you you do really appreciate <laughs> this right. person. Um you do have to appreciate that he always reigns it in and he I think holds himself very accountable as well which
1: Yeah. You know,
2: it, it, a good thing. it's it's a good thing that, you know, his ego doesn't play into it too much because especially a guy who talked so much about wide receivers loving wide receivers being a wide receiver and wants to obviously get the receivers involved in in different new creative ways i think it probably takes a lot for a guy like that to take a step back and and say mm. we are a running football team i think that that adjustment is probably not from a a pride ego perspective an easy thing for for a wide receiver guy to do and i think it's it's a really impressive feet for for Nick Sirianni in a rookie head coaching year to make the adjustment, stick to it as much as he has, and get this Eagles team to where they are at, at nine and seven with a week left, and the ability to you know have some other things happen and clinch playoffs today, or you know win next week and and get in then.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think you can see the the level of improvement and growth. And it also just stays with, you know, going with what works and and sticking to it beyond coming to that realization. If it was him or somebody else, what have you, that's fine. But staying with it. So this is where I I think from today, we have still frustration, I'm sure, for the first half. See where Twitter is. You know Twitter is going to take any opportunity they can to be critical in in some regards. I I wonder how critical of Hurts people will be, especially because he seems to be the top target. Although I will say this, you talk about a way to soften the blow of criticism, helping fans who fall off of a fallen railing on the field and then taking pictures with them. I don't care how much you hate this young man. You have to give it up for him at that point. So we'll see what Rachel has here for Twitter. But you know, this is where I I think after a culmination of now all but one game left, we've seen this team As we just laid out, us two, and we'll see what Rachelle thinks and anybody on the chat as well, Jess, just about this one question. One question. If I told you Dallas or any of the teams, you can even pick the playoff team that you want, but it stands to reason that playing a better quarterback means that the defense is probably going to give up some more points, which means the offense may have to throw. If I told you 35 minimum, 35 attempts, minimum, for Jalen Hurts, Dallas, or any of the playoff games, does that change your confidence at all in the Eagles' ability to win?
2: No. I have a lot of confidence in Jalen Hurts. I think that if, if it comes down to it, if I had to put my money on the defense to get a stop to win the game or Jalen Hurts to give them a drive to win the game, i put my money on Jalen Hurts 100 times out of 100.
1: Even if that meant throwing on every single play? Which I, I think makes sense if you said yes. Yes. Okay, that, I didn't I, need to lead the I, witness.
2: I think I would... I, I I give them the best chance to win, relying on Jalen Hurts to win them the game.
1: Yeah, but Rachel, isn't that crazy that I feel like after now, what, 16 games, he's, he's exactly what we were talking about week two, week four, week seven. Like, to Jess's point... There aren't many people in the NFL that I would... Now, there are a couple of quarterbacks, absolutely. They're they're big-name quarterbacks who've got a pretty big resume to them. I get that. But just offenses led by quarterbacks right now, he's got to be top 10, maybe 8, as far as guys you want with the football in their hand, leading a scoring drive, field goal or touchdown.
2: Yeah, I think... I mean, there's... I, I know that, you know... Pro Bowl really doesn't mean much, but like there's there's a reason that there are 32 quarterbacks in the NFL and not all of them make the Pro Bowl. And Jalen Hurts is one of them who is in who is an alternate. He's He's essentially this like he's the backup Lamar Jackson to the (laughs) Pro Bowl. That's that's what he is. That's sort of the blueprint that you're looking at with him. And that's not a bad place to be. And, you know, the way that he's played this season, I understand that there are still things there that need to improve and that's expected from a quarterback in their second year, um, first full season. But, you know, he's, he's the kind of quarterback, you know, uh, we, we haven't had to have this conversation in a while, but, you know, one of the biggest complaints with the last guy was can't do it in crunch time. Can't lead you on that drive to win you the game is, is not that clutch quarterback. Jalen Hurts has showed you several times even when he has been at his worst, that he still is able to go out there and drive you straight down the field and do yeah. everything he needs to do to put the team on his back and win you the game. If you have to put that game in somebody's hands, I, I'd absolutely be happy to put that in Jalen Hurts' hands and have you know have all the confidence in the world in in him to win the game. And if they don't win the game, you, you say to yourself that. That was that was the sit- best situation we could have best asked
1: shot. for. Yep,
2: that's the best shot we had. Let's let's not do that again next year.
1: That makes sense. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. What's Twitter like? I love that. By the way, I, I I'm with you 100. percent I didn't know Rachel if you were jumping in. That's all. Sorry. Oh
0: no, you kept saying my name, so I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. Um, yeah, well, we want to hear what you have to say too. Here's yeah, the part of the show. <laughs> Surprisingly. I've only seen two tweets so far that were like okay hurts QB1 still after like this performance where he's showing us time and time again that he is capable of leading the team to this victory but a lot of them are more so like I'm glad that this is done and what's the playoffs looking like for us. Mm, so people okay. were being optimistic. I'm not I'm not seeing a lot of like super negative. Um someone said someone hire uh Jonathan Gannon. So Clearly, you guys already touched on that a great deal. A win's a win. No Antonio Brown. They handled their business way too hard. So uh there's a mix, but it's not like a lot of blame is on one person. I'm not seeing like one person's name over and over and over for the sole blame or, you know, reason for the win. There's a so- mix.
1: What is going on right now? We had the issue with the Rockets last night, where Porter just walks out. Woods like, who's all running in the second half, and says, "Nope, I'm out. I'm sitting down." And then A. B. essentially just quits the NFL. He just quit the NFL at at half, right? And just walked out.
2: Uh, not even at the half. They were oh, before
1: on the that. Field. I saw it. Right, he threw the, his shirt. The,
2: the the Buccaneers offense was on the field, <laughs> running a play like. They could have oh been called for 12 men on the field if they realized that was a player and not a fan running shirtless through the end zone.
0: <laughs>
2: like, is that <laughs> not the imagine. most wild thing to you?
0: It
1: is. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what is away. going on? And that's Brady's guy. Brady was the one who went out on the limbs. Oh, no, no, we're going to bring him in. This is my guy. He'll live with me. All these other things.
0: But were you guys even surprised? That's what I'm wondering. No, no. Himself, who it was.
1: I'm not. No, not only am I not surprised, but I, I am pleasantly surprised. I'm not surprised about that, but I am actually pleasantly surprised that there aren't more tweets from idiots with like seven numbers after their account and an egg on it that says Eagles have to sign Antonio Brown right now for the playoffs or whatever the hell you're gonna get there. So at least that's a little refreshing.
2: I Antonio Brown needs to talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I I really do think that there's there's some other issues there. And I I really do hope that he gets any if if he needs any kind of help. I really hope that he he gets the help he needs because that was wild.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I I think you're right. I mean, he could be in serious need of like daily conversations and and really need to address some issues with his mental health. He also could be an asshole. And, you know, that like, that's the thing, too. Yeah. This is crazy, I think, from both a like, hey, maybe in the sense of you need to sit and talk with some. I don't know. But the actions of him have also been consistent to where you could also pin it on him being a little bit of a of an ass. That's all. And
0: People really don't care. Right. Yeah, that's
1: it. That's a good way to put it. Sorry. Yeah. Mine's a little more <laughs> asshole. Sorry. But, yeah, I don't think he gives a shit by any means. Uh, all right. So. Anything else? Like, what was some positive stuff? Non-Antonio Brown stuff we can look at from Twitter.
0: (laughs) This one says, team shows heart. And I think they've shown us this the last three. Even though we've talked about the slow starts. And yes, okay, we're going to take it week by week. Slow starts aren't the best. But they are showing us like they're going to fight to the end. So I thought that was my favorite that I've seen so far. Um, That's uh, a good one, though. You know,
1: I think no matter what we've seen, And it's almost like, you know, we've talked about this a bunch where, hey, you can't control who you play. You can't control who you play, but they're still beating these teams. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it takes away nobody on this show in the chat. Nobody has been saying anything about like, well, those wins don't count or anything like that. It's just in the bigger picture when you match them up to playoff teams. But what I think may get lost in maybe translation is, they're still going out and knocking these teams, in some cases, knocking these teams out, let alone down. So I, I think, yeah, it's it's worth to mention. Grind, gut, whatever you can, eke out however, however you get these wins.
2: And I think it it we are only not getting those kinds of, of comments and responses about these wins don't matter because they they quite literally do matter. If the Eagles were knocked out of playoff contention, three weeks ago, and they were still eking out these ugly wins against, you know, against the divisional opponent, th- that's when we would be getting those kinds of comments. Like these wins don't matter, right. who cares, whatever, you know, that, but the, I mean, people want playoffs. So they quite literally do matter. So we're not going to get any comments <laughs> like that because, they i i mean you're right you don't control who's who, who's on your schedule you can't pick who you play every sunday you just got to play the team that's in front of you and and win the games you need to win and win the games you're supposed to win and they're supposed to win these games they need to win these games if they want any hope at at being in the playoffs so you know had they they you know lost last week and been a game back or you know whatever it might be that might have, that might, that would change things, I think, because if this was last year and they were going on this little run, I know that Jalen Hurts gave them that spark last year and it made them a more exciting team to watch, but they still weren't winning football games. So if they were winning those games, we would be, those are the kinds of responses you'd be at, You know, these wins don't matter. It doesn't matter. Blah, 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 blah. But they, they very much do matter because they are their ticket into the playoffs.
1: Absolutely. And you can't have it both ways, as just said, where you're all excited about the playoffs, but you're writing off what happens week in and week out because of who they're beating. Look, I, I, you know, that's somebody who's not paid attention to the league. The majority of the league is what the Philadelphia Eagles are in. They just have happened to, and rightfully so, they've earned it. They've climbed up there. I, I see that from James. Rachel, you put it up there as well. And, you know, as we wind down here, we have a lot next week. We'll know as far as the official playoff standings following tonight and then into this week. So you may have a lot to be excited and and really happy about. You may just have a lot to anticipate for this Cowboys game, depending on how things play out for sure. But that's a a kind of an interesting question to wind down on here. And uh, I'll let you two have at it first. By all means, James, how upset will we be when the Eagles make the playoffs but lose in the first round. And to be fair, James is asking how, so how means there can be a degree in your answer here. Does it, he's not leading and saying like, Oh, everybody's going to be pissed off. He's asking legit. How I think for me personally, if
0: we're on a scale from zero to 10, it'll be on the lower end because I'm just happy that they made it this far. Okay. Like they, if you know, when they make it to the playoffs, if they lose the first round, whoever that may be, at least they made it. So there's something to be happy about because we weren't expecting them to even get to this point. So it would be on the lower end, like below five for me.
2: Yeah. I think that I totally agree. This, this season already is more successful than I was expecting it to be. So (laughs) the fact that they're in this situation in the first place, I think is, is a huge positive with what they could have going forward. So, getting into the playoffs is very Of course, I'm going to be bummed about it, but I'm not going to be nearly as bummed as, you know, losing the heartbreaker in in New Orleans in in 2018-19. Or, you know, when, um, you know, Carson Wentz got knocked out of the game against the Seahawks and they weren't able to win that game. You know, those are times when you're supposed to make the playoffs, you're expected to make the playoffs, and you expect to make some sort of run. This team was not expected to make the playoffs. They're much better than the majority of people thought they were going to be. So just getting into the playoffs after being completely written off is you know, it is a, a small victory in itself. So yeah, I'll be bummed as an Eagles fan. It's just in my, <laughs> in my body, sure. in my emotions, that's just how it goes. But ultimately, you know, any sort of playoff football, it's, it's exciting to be a part of. So I'll, I'll be happy that they're there. I'll be bummed if they lose, but you know, all you gotta do is get in. You never know what happens.
1: Yep. No, you you never, ever know in, in this crazy game, especially in the wild card. And as they extend it, we saw God, the Giants do it right when they extended the wild card the first time around. So who the hell knows? But yeah, I mean, for me, I'll, I'll just make it simple and, and kind of echo what both of you said and take it a little bit more with me, which is I think you have to be not a B off, but you have to be a little off if you're going into this expecting that they're going to go on some run to the level in which it's going to make you look back and negatively reflect on the season, because going into the playoffs and getting beat, even if they get beat into the ground, like going into the playoffs and getting beat is a direct representation of what's happened this year. They beat everybody they should have, and they lost the teams that they probably should have lost to for the most part. Right. And even Vegas, you know, I know they eke out that win with, with the Colts and all, but that's kind of what we were set up for, which is growth, which is, hey, let's see what this team has. They exceeded that by making the playoffs. Why would you ruin what they did by looking back and reducing this entire season where they could even win 10 games to whether or not they could beat the Packers or the Bucks in the first or probably not the Packers, but the Bucks or even the Cardinals, whoever it may be in the first round. Madness. Madness. Sorry.
2: Yeah, completely. I'm in. All right.
1: Good. We're all in. We're all in. Have a great week, everybody. We appreciate it. Hit that thumbs up button and make sure you're subscribed here to the channel on your way out. All three of us will be back as the Eagles have a big one against that. We'll see just how big it is after tonight and everything moving into it for all intents and purposes. It looks like on the surface, at least we'll have a pretty exciting week in front of us. Playoffs. We'll talk about it all coming up next week. Thanks again for hanging with us. Have a great week.